As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, everybody. It's Megan. Welcome back to another episode of the Built to Last show. We've got a good one for you today. Today, we're talking about nine ways to set your body and mind up to endure. Maybe you're wondering, well, to endure what, Megan? Like, what are we enduring over here? So this episode was prompted by a conversation that I had earlier this week with a client And uh, my business partner, Nikki, and I have a program called Wealth Builders Collective. It's more like a mastermind program than than it is a hardcore curriculum-based program. And so, you know, it's the beginning of the year. We're still in January. And, you know, all of us are, are still thinking about what's our big goal or what are our big goals for the year of 2023. And because my partner and I, Nikki and I, focus on business. We work with women entrepreneurs who are at six figures and they want to grow to multiple six or even seven figures. And we also work with some seven figure earners as well. You know, they're always talking about how much money they want to make. And one of our clients today was, you know, just out loud kind of reminding herself, you know, my goal is it's um, close to 300. We'll just say it's $350,000 for this year. And that's a little more than double what she did last year, I believe, or right around double what she did last year, which is fantastic. She hasn't been in business that many years and she's already doing incredible. And she she's a consultant. So, you know, she's doing a lot of work for a small number of very high-level clients. She's also very involved with nonprofit organizations, a number of them. She sits on the board of a nonprofit organization. She has friends. She has other life things that are going on that are important to her. She wants to work out, get to the gym. You know, she takes care of animals. There's a lot of things going on. And she is a masterful maven at the calendar and jigging the calendar around and moving things around. In other words, there's enough time in the day to to physically do all the things that she wants to do. There's enough time in the week for her to get adequate sleep and make sure she's eating meals and feeding herself and do the number of things that she listed off that she is a part of. And so on the call, my partner, Nikki asked a follow-up question after our client was sharing. And she said, you know, I've got a question for you. Do you believe it's possible? Like, do you have the belief that it's possible for you to hit your financial goal for 2023 while also engaging in all of these activities that you listed off. And very quickly, she said no. And that's really where we always start. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are someone who has a growth mindset, you're constantly thinking about who you want to become. You're thinking about improving. You are completely aware 
that in order for you to reach whatever your next level is in your business, whether that's a financial goal, a client enrollment goal, whatever the case may be, that the version of you who you are today, in terms of how you think and what you believe, that version of the today version of you isn't going to bring that future goal into fruition. Your current self can keep repeating what your current self has been able to build up until this point. And I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what it looks like, smells like, tastes like, feels like, looks like, and sounds like to basically remain at the same place financially or in your business year after year after year, even if it's a really great number, even if it's a high number, even if you're making a lot of money. And that was my reality for quite a few years in a row. And, you know, it became a pattern after, after three years, it was a pattern. And it's like, huh, I'm basically, I'm pretty much making like the same amount of money. And that went on for more than three years, actually. And I really, you know, was invited to do quite a bit of soul searching and excavating well, what was going on or not going on inside of my mind, inside of my body, inside of my soul and my spirit that was essentially just repeating the same year over and over and over again, even if it was different offers, even if it was different price points, even if it was a different, like it didn't matter. And I keep things pretty simple and streamlined. So there wasn't a lot of that going on. And I learned a lot of lessons in that process. I learned a lot of lessons and some of it I shared with our clients today on our Wealth Builders Collective call. And I, I so when I sat down to plan out today's episode, I reflected on that conversation with our clients. I reflected on a lot of the things that I've done in my life and not just this one time, but pretty much any any season or chapter in my life where I have made a lot of progress or forward movement or have experienced a very significant leap in any type of goal, whether it's physical or, or not physical, whether it's tangible or not tangible, I really attribute it to the nine things that I'm going to share with you. And I'm sure there's probably something else that I could say, but we're going to just keep it at nine today. So this is going to be really great for you. You know, we're in January at the time of this recording. Actually, we're in February when you're listening to this. We're, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're still at the beginning of the year. Your goals, whatever they are for the year, they are 100% possible. They're 100% probable. And the number one thing is we have to believe that. So for today's episode, nine ways to set your body and mind up to endure. What I mean by endure is that if you have a goal this year or multiple goals that are bigger goals than your goals from last year, or they are goals that are far beyond what you accomplished last year, you are going to be invited and required to endure more, whatever that more is. So it might look like a number of things. Let's say you want to double or triple your revenue, your business's revenue. Maybe you want to go from $500,000 a year to a million dollars a year. Maybe you want to go from $100,000 to $250,000 a year. Maybe you want to go from 2 million to 10 million and you want to do that in a year or two years. Perhaps you want to bring on additional team members. 
So now you are going to be invited to endure the leadership, the mentorship, the guidance, and the management required, also the hiring and the firing, the training required, the constant vision casting required to bring those team members on and to run that team so that they're effective and efficient. Um, Maybe you want to host your first live event and have 100 people in the room. Maybe you are pivoting your business and you want to host retreats, which is, you know, it requires a lot of travel. Maybe you want to increase your client base and you want to serve additional clients. Perhaps you are adding offers and developing an Ascension model so that you can serve more clients and, and, and increase your scalability. Maybe you're buying a home. Maybe you're expanding your family. Maybe you're looking to find the love of your life. Uh, maybe you're looking to add to what you're already doing as a business owner and you want to add on a nonprofit organization or sit on the board of a nonprofit. Maybe you want to volunteer more. Maybe you want to travel more. Whatever the more is for you, you get to fill in the blank. And it's probably in perhaps a lot of different categories. Another one for me is I want to get back into playing tennis. I want to compete in tennis, which means I'll be playing tennis every week. And I may even be competing in tennis matches every single week. So whatever it is for you, whatever it is for me, we are going to be asked and invited and required to endure more in order to bring those things into fruition than we are right now. And that's going to require a few things. You know, we often hear in the personal development space, everybody just very flippantly tosses around the statement, well, you've got to become the version of you who who has, does, creates those things before they ever come into your life. And then very few people actually break down what that actually entails and what that looks like and what's, what's required of you to do that. And I'll tell a quick story before we jump into the nine items I'm going to share with you. To give you an example of what I mean here, um, between 2013 and 2016, I worked for a very large scale coaching company. And I had my resignation conversation in early March of 2016. And through a number of conversations, myself and the owners of the company, uh, I decided that I was going to stay on board for an additional, at first I was going to stay on board for three more months. So that would have been to the beginning of June or like mid-June. And then right before June came along, we sat down and had another conversation and I agreed to stay out through the end of the year because the year-long programs we were running ran from January to December. And I had such a high up leadership position that it was just, it was going to be a lot to replace my position in a timely fashion and catch somebody up to speed. So I decided to stay, which means I stayed nine months after my resignation. So my last day ended up being December 31st, 2016. And when I exited and had my conversation, everything exited on perfectly good terms. Everything was fine. I wasn't happy there any longer though. I had really lost my joy. I, looking back, I definitely had every symptom of adrenal fatigue and burnout. I think it was already developing a thyroid issue back then. If you've listened to any of my episodes, you've heard me talk about my health journey over the last couple of years. And I just knew that in order for me to really spread my wings and truly answer the call that God had on my life and for me to share my voice and message in the way that only I could. I wasn't going to be able to work for 
I wasn't going to be able to work underneath anybody else and anybody else's brand and anybody else's voice. It didn't matter if it was that company or anybody else's. So I knew that I was going to have to leave and figure that out. But the way that I was feeling about my whole situation at the point of resigning, I didn't want to carry that version of me into starting a new business nine months later. So I vowed to myself and made a commitment and a promise to myself that I was going to become the absolute best version of me that I possibly could. I was going to bring the joy every single day. I was going to become more skilled at my career that I was in. I was going to learn more than I had learned the previous three years combined. I was going to have like the best performance and production I'd ever had. And I was going to have the most fun that I ever had. And this was something that my husband taught me. He he looked at me one day and he said, Megan, if you go the next nine months in the state that you're in right now, and you think that you have any chance of building a successful business in 2017 upon exiting, you've got another thought coming. You've got to become that version of you before you start that business because the version that you are now today, it's not going to energetically be attractive or magnetic or charismatic to people. And I went on to do about a half a million dollars the very first year of being back in my own business, having not worked for myself in four years. And I attribute the majority of that to the nine months where I was staying in that role, in that position. And I literally made it the absolute best thing in my life, literally made a choice to consciously make it the best thing in my life. It was actually very easy to do that. And then, and nobody knew I was leaving. So I didn't build a side hustle. I didn't build a list. I didn't like, you know, let all these people know that I was leaving so that I had a line of clients out the door. When I left, I had zero, I had zero dollars. I think we had $9,000 in our bank account when I left and that's all we had. And we had a lot of debt and we had maxed out credit cards. So I truly believe that what I'm going to share with you today is the A set, a set of ingredients to begin installing and instilling within your life today so that you can endure the greatness and the bigness of what it is that you are being called to step into, create, lead, and steward in the very near future. So let's go through this list. Uh, Number one, and this is always my go-to, is you've got to boost your stamina and endurance. And this is like where I would, I would literally start here. I would start here. And what is that going to look like? It looks like elevating your workouts. Do you need to work out more days a week? Do you need to engage in more demanding workouts? I always give a plug for where I work out. It's called Burn Boot Camp. It is like a it's like a group uh boot camp style workout, but you have personal training incorporated with it. And I literally intentionally set out to kick my butt and do better than I did the day before, whether that's lifting heavier weights or just pushing myself even more. And it's very, very demanding. So that's a great way to build your stamina and endurance. Um, Also, I do recommend going on an additional walk every single day. I don't actually count a walk as a workout. A, A walk is not a workout for me. It is a body movement, get out in nature, get outdoors, um, whether I do it by myself or I do it with a family member, but I don't actually consider a walk a workout, but I do recommend that you do a walk a day in addition to your workout. 
Um, also get blood work done. So get like an entire hormone thyroid panel done, get all your blood work done, change the way you're eating and also stay really hydrated. So again, I've talked about this a lot on the show. My diet consists of fruits vegetables and some animal protein. I eat animal protein once a day and really healthy fats. I only drink water and I drink like celery juice and berry drinks and things like that. Uh, basically I do not eat I, zero. I don't eat unless I'd say like 5% of my diet is, would be these things. Um, no dairy, no grains, no wheat and no sugar. So basically absolutely nothing that is processed, zero things that are processed. And that's made the biggest difference in my life. And then I would also look at whether, especially women, do you need any form of hormone therapy or any form of supplementation? And I would go see a naturopath for that. Um, it's taken me about a year to regain, just regain again. Like I lost a lot of stamina and endurance in my body and it's taken me about a year of operating like this to get it back. It took about nine months, about nine months, nine, ten, yeah, about nine months. So almost a year. So that's always a, a starting point to go to where can you step it up in that category? Because if you are not healthy and a lot of people think that they're eating really healthy and they're moving their body, but it's, they're barely skimming the surface. Uh, you really have to push yourself in this category. Number two is get really, really great sleep. I very much enjoy a minimum of seven and a half hours. So I do really well with about seven and a half to eight hours, any more than that. And I'm almost too tired. So sleep is incredibly important and I highly recommend going to bed every night at the exact same time, even on the weekends and waking up at the same time, even on the weekends and just get that, that bodily rhythm really going. Number three, it is change the relationship you have with time. So if you want to bring more and bigger and steward more as a leader in your life in the future, the way that you operate with time or around time or the relationship that you have with time, you can't move forward with the same relationship with time. It, that has to change because you're going to be required to get even more accomplished in a shorter period of time, which does not always mean you've got to get more done in your business. Um, you will notice that there's, I'm not really going to share in, I have almost no tips that are related to business. Okay. So make sure you notice that. So with time, I would invite yourself to look at look at time and ask yourself, how can I get two to three days out of one? And maybe you start by tracking your time. I had our clients do an exercise recently. This is business related, but I had them jot down how many hours a week are you delivering the service that you sold every single week and, and add that up. And I actually help them figure out how much of an hour of their time is being valued in terms of how much they're making in a month and then how many hours they're actually delivering that service in a month. And then I also had them add up the hours where you're not delivering the service that you sold, but you are working in or on your business. You're taking action in your business. You're doing marketing and sales activities. You're doing um, maybe creating content activities. And that would also include mindset work and strategy planning, thinking time as it relates to your business. And so I had them add that up and it really put them in a new state of reality. And both of them are like, wow, I'm actually not working an extraordinary amount of hours. So where's all my time going? So if you're only working six to eight hours a day, and then you're sleeping eight hours a day, 
that 16 hours, you have another eight hours. So what are, how are we utilizing that time? I am a really big believer in figuring out how can I squeeze the most out of time? And that's spending quality time with the people I love spending it with, whether that is in the personal category or the professional category. So change your relationship with time. It's very important. Number four is get very clear on what your core values are. When was the last time you actually sat down and assessed your core values and you wrote them out and you made intentional declarations and commitments to your core values? And once you do that, you then want to start aligning every single area of your life with those core values. If you are in a relationship or you're in a marriage, you've got a family, other people who live underneath your roof. I highly recommend doing this exercise as a family because you want to make sure that your family unit is also aligned on the core values of the family because you've got to be able to get everybody on board with the way that your family unit is going to be operating moving forward. That's really important. Number five, get your financial house in order. This is so important when you are looking to expand financially in the future or if you need to have access to more liquid cash in the future, depending on whatever your goals are. So take a look at your finances. Um, Even if you have a bookkeeper or an accountant who's doing everything for you, I still highly recommend that you are having a financial date with yourself every single week for at least an hour. So you're really, really clear on where the money is going. When I started doing this a few years ago, I recognized that we had a lot of unconscious spending that was not aligned with our core values. So I always recommend do the core values exercise first, then get your financial house in order because the way that you've been spending in the past may not be aligned with where you're going in the future. Okay, last three here. Uh, Number six is your circle of influence. Assess your circle of influence. Something that was really important for me in 2022 was number one, developing nurturing and cultivating more female friendships in my life, which means I have to make a lot of effort on a daily basis to pay attention to my friends and reach out, schedule calls, schedule lunches, schedule walks, schedule conversations, schedule trips. That's a daily thing for me now. And the other uh, sphere of influence is connecting with people in your business network. And it's not only looking at it from the perspective of what can people give me, but start becoming more of a go-giver and a contributor and always be thinking about how can I promote someone else? How can I add value to someone else's life? Who can I refer to someone else? Just always be thinking from that mind space and start building a really strong circle of influence around you. Number seven is manage your mind. So I highly recommend working with a mindset coach of some form, either take a course or a program, a group, hire someone one-on-one, but, but get, get in with a mindset coach of some, some form and follow their process, follow their mindset process and implement it into your life every single day. I follow a certain set of a certain system or a certain mindset process. And there isn't like one size fits all either. So when you learn someone's methodology or someone's process, you can also use it in a way that's going to really work for you and your style, your personality, your processing style, your learning style, like what really works for you. 
And you got to do it every single day. And it's got to be done all throughout the day. And you want to do it so much that it literally becomes automatic for you. So if you look at any of the greatest athletes of our time, you know, uh, the Australian Open just finished, if anybody's a big tennis fan, and Novak Djokovic won. So he now has 22 grand slams and is tied with Rafael Nadal with the most. And he is very much known for his ability to manage his mind more than anybody else who is out there on the court as a male tennis player, professional tennis player. I actually, I watch a lot of videos of his, which the ones that I can find where he's being interviewed about his mindset, but he has largely attributed his ability to win and still be winning grand slams at the age of 35 due to his mindset and also how he takes care of his body. So managing your mind is incredibly important. And then the last one that I have here is renew and revive your relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is something that has been so critical and vital to me in my life as I'm expanding into enduring and carrying and leading more than I have before and bigger than I have before and sharing more than I have before and just leading more than I have before. And I want to share with you a particular scripture or prayer. I say this. So this is like my nighttime as I'm going to sleep routine. And then as I'm waking up routine, um, I got, well, I didn't get this. This comes from the Bible, but I heard my really good friend, Brooke Thomas, talk about the prayer of Jabez. And she, you know, prays this prayer every single day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on that. Let me look it up. I'm going to jump on that. And so I'm going to share this with you. Uh, Jabez cried out. This is the prayer of Jabez is in first chronic first Chronicles 410. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So here's the meaning and lessons of that prayer. The very first thing scripture tells us about Jabez is that he cried to the God of Israel. Jabez states God's lordship and headship over his life. When you pray, begin by acknowledging who God is, that you would bless me. Jabez not only recognizes God as the one and only true God, he also acknowledges that blessings come from God alone. Are you chasing broken promises and blessings that the world tries to entice you with? Are you striving toward prosperity on your own strength? When you pray, do it with a heart invested in the blessings of God, that you would multiply my territory. Many think that Jabez is simply referring to physical land when asking to multiply territory. However, if we look at the lineage of Jabez, we can understand that he is not merely speaking in terms of wealth and prosperity, but in terms of impacting the kingdom of God. He wanted his spiritual territory to increase, to claim generations for the Lord of Israel. Do you need to claim or reclaim some of the land Satan has taken from you? When you pray, ask God to multiply your territory and to do more through you. Your hand be with me. Jabez wanted God to be in every moment of his day. He understood the power of God's hand to protect and to lead in the right direction. Blessings will become curses if it is not God's hand providing and guiding. When you pray, request more than blessings and provision, but that God's hand would lead you through any circumstances and trials that come your way. That is the greatest blessing. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. The name Jabez literally means born with pain. His own mother named him this because of the pain she endured in labor. When Jabez prays, 
He speaks against the testimony of his name and lets go of the shame it covered him in. When you pray, come to God vulnerable and ready for him to turn your weakness into his glory. So those are my nine things that are nine ways to set your body and mind up to endure whatever it is that you are asking to come into your life this year in 2023. So quick recap, boost your stamina endurance, sleep, change your relationship with time, get clear on your core values, get your financial house in order, uh, evaluate your circle of influence, manage your mind and renew and revive your relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you have gotten any ounce of value from today's episode, be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you gained from today's episode. And the number one way for us to get new listeners to the show is for you to share it with your colleagues, your friends, your family, and your peers. So I would so appreciate it if you would share this episode with anybody else that you think could benefit. And until our next episode next week, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.